When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Bet MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Like, Wilson County Hyundai, check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process. See them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They are online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, I mentioned this in the cold open. Uh, you did update your coaching hire rankings for Brian Callahan's initial coaching staff. 11 staff members retained from Mike Vrabel's last staff and a total of 12 new additions. You'll hear from Denard Wilson and Nick Holtz, the two coordinators. Uh, and this, this staff is not actually complete, right? There's a missing special teams coach. There's a missing strength and conditioning coach there, but uh, we'll get to some of the, the new hires, but I, I suggest uh, people go checking out Sam's article where he ranks all the hires one through 12 from the outside moves thus far. Uh, it's a good piece right there to get to know a little bit about some of those new names and new faces. And we'll discuss a few of the new ones later in the show, but this is a uh, peak off season, right? We are here. The Super Bowl is dead. It's been two days, two full days. It's over. Now it's about free agency. It's about trade conversation. And let's kind of update uh, the situation with T. Higgins that people in Titans land love to talk about because T. Higgins, an Oak Ridge native just outside of Knoxville, played his college ball in Clemson instead of Tennessee, and then has been playing with the Bengals and doing very well for the last few years. He is going into uh, his, his fifth year. And so he is not a first-round pick, so he does not have a fifth-year option. So he's a pending, unrestricted free agent. So, Sam, I'll let you update us on the situation yesterday, the reporting from The Athletic out of Cincinnati about the T. Higgins situation. Yeah, so, I mean, the news uh, with T. Higgins, I'm not sure it's necessarily new news, more as it is uh, confirmed suspicion. Uh, And so there was an article published on The Athletic yesterday, like you mentioned, that said all expectations right now are that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to use the franchise tag on T Higgins. Now the Bengals using the franchise tag on T Higgins does not necessarily mean he will be a Cincinnati Bengal in 2024. It does, however, complicate the pursuit of T Higgins for any interested teams, the Titans potentially included. It's no longer as easy as 
saying, hey, T, you remember Brian Callahan, your offensive coordinator. Why don't you come play for him and and, and a, a fun young quarterback and Will Levis and go to a new franchise and, and we'll pay you. You can't really just do that anymore. T Higgins being franchise tagged by the Bengals would mean that any team pursuing him would need to trade him. So this is from an article I wrote on A to Z Sports yesterday, uh, which had a lot more detailed thoughts on the situation in Cincinnati as well as how it affects the Titans. But there's certainly a possibility that Cincinnati could use the franchise tag on Higgins and then look to trade him to a team with the cap space to sign him long-term. If the Bengals recognize that they won't ever be agreeing to a long-term extension with Higgins, they could look to get a haul of draft picks for him now and clear the money. Um, it's worth noting that Jamar Chase is heading into year four of his rookie deal. After 2024, Jamar Chase will likely look to get a big contract extension. Even if he weren't to get a big contract extension and were to just play on the fifth-year option, uh, it's projected to sit somewhere around $22 million next season. Uh, Joe Burrow's cap hit from his extension jumps up nearly $18 million or something in that range from 2024 to 2025. So there is a conceivable world where the Bengals could keep T Higgins on their roster for the 20 something million dollars that it would take to have him play on the franchise tag. But having him with the organization long-term on a big extension doesn't feel realistic to me, given just the simple logistics of you're not going to have $90 million of cap space dedicated to three players. And, and that's <laughs> yes. what you're looking at. If it's Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T Higgins all on their big contracts. So they'll likely need to move on from him at some point. Do they maximize the value by looking to trade him now? It certainly makes the Titans pursuit of him cost a lot more and a lot more risky. Yeah, for sure. And so I see Ty asks, you know, why wouldn't they sign him or, you know, if they do tag him, it's, it's simply put, it's, you know, the caps is going to go up in the NFL. It always does, especially as TV broadcast rights. We're now streaming broadcast rights come into play where teams will have more money and the players will get more money of that for the cap to continue to climb. But it's just Joe Burrow is so expensive. And it's the same reason why the Chiefs had to trade Tyreek Hill because they didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill $30 million a year on average because they say, okay, we can go replace Tyreek Hill and get cheaper as long as they have Travis Kelsey, right? Because yeah, I mean, it's you can't, you can't really pay a quarterback and two weapons. I think you can pay a quarterback and one weapon. And if you're lucky, you have like a Rasheed Rice, right? And you've got like a, a, a promising young wide receiver on a rookie contract that a lot like keeps things affordable, or maybe the quarterbacks on a rookie contract or, or one of your pieces of that core, but paying three offensive players, two of them being skill positions. And then a I guess a quarterback skill position too, but a quarterback and two weapons is tough. Like with yeah. the going rate. Yeah. Especially when the offensive line has still been awful uh, in Cincinnati. So that's where the a T Higgins trade can make sense, right? Now let's flip it over to a guy we just watched play in the Super Bowl. Didn't do much in the Super Bowl, and that is Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers, who is going into his fifth year. But Brandon Ayuk is a is a uh, first-round pick, and his fifth-year option has already been picked up by San Fran, which is around the $12 million range for 
the 2024 season. But Brandon Ayuk wants an extension. They couldn't get to an extension before his fourth year, which is when uh, players are eligible uh, to have an extension before that fourth year of the rookie contract. It didn't happen. So he's he is getting set to play on the fifth year option. And there's been drama that's come out about and surrounding Brandon Ayuk. And we've got this graphic right here. Uh, there's Brandon Ayuk. Don't forget what got you there when he posted that. I believe, Sam, that was right after the Super Bowl loss, right? Where Brandon Ayuk, not that involved um, in the offense in the Super Bowl. And then you see uh, somebody who is one of Ayuk's best friends post on his Instagram story. This is the exact reason why we leaving San Francisco. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We'll, uh, we are forever grateful. Uh, and then... Uh, another one of his friends, why does your all-pro 1,300-yard receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl? And Sam, that doesn't even include Brayden Ayuk's girlfriend on TikTok saying, sitting in a parking lot in the car, saying, this is the last time we might touch ground at Levi's Stadium. Like, I don't know if we're going to be here anymore. And he's under contract. Like, he's got one more year left under his contract. But Brandon Ayuk, it seems unhappy. And then here's Brandon Ayuk in a locker room clean-out day after the loss of this, uh, in the Super Bowl talking to a San Francisco reporter. Brandon, there's been some stuff on social media. Um, is, is there a certain message that you want to get out there as you kind of enter this offseason and there might be contract talks? Is your hope to remain with the 49ers moving forward? If that's the right move, yeah. What would that right move look like for you? Being a champion. Oh boy. Not a lot there. Now I did see some other video where it was Brendan Ayuk kind of got emotional when talking about the relationship that he's got with his teammates and what this year was like, all this stuff. Right. And so then you get those three questions back to back to back and the questions being twice as long as every answer. Uh, Brendan Ayuk did not want to talk about this yet. His friends and his girlfriend cannot stop talking about this. So there's a potential that he could be uh, on the trade block. If things are, you know, contentious in San Francisco, what are your quick thoughts on uh, Brendan Ayuk and San Fran's future? I mean, my initial reaction is that this should get worked out. Like, this should work itself out. Uh, it, if Brandon Ayuk's thought process is really, hey, I want to be a champion, I'm not sure you have a better spot to do it than the San Francisco 49ers. Well, like Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, but Kansas City's not trading for Brandon Ayuk, no, right? Yeah. Kansas City's not banging down the door of the 49ers to go uh, and pay a wide receiver right now. It's just not something they have in their books. Uh, so that's not happening. Uh, and I, it's funny because I look at some of the places, like uh, I believe his best friend also posted something about how like Vegas, here we come. And it had yep. like a Raiders flag or what. And I'm like, that's, you want to go be a champion. So you're going to go to the Raiders the, the team that just hired Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco is their regime. Uh, I don't think that's happening for a while that the Raiders are going to be Super Bowl champions. So uh, I think this should get worked out for Brandon Ayuk. That being said, there have been a lot of situations in the National Football League with star wide receivers that you head into the offseason going, ah, it's nothing. Uh, it'll be fine until it's not until he's putting on a different uniform. And, and so the tensions come out of nowhere. I think there's kind of a lot of teams out there that would be making phone calls to the San Francisco 49ers saying, 
hey, what's it going to take to get Ayuk? Uh, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Maybe if tensions get high enough, the 49ers eventually cash in on his value uh, and feel like they can replace him in their system. So, uh, yeah, and Hello Lady says, I thought y'all liked Pierce. No. No. How do you – how are – like, how well, is he Hello was my Lady... last choice possible. I think he's yeah. the worst coach in the entire coaching cycle. Uh, how is Hello Ladies that wrong? <laughs> yeah, it was, the... He was the dead last guy on Sam's rankings of Titans dead coaching last. candidates. <laughs> dead last. Uh, so here's the interesting thing about Ayuk, though, because you brought up the 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 uh, Bengals situation. The Bengals actually have a ton of cap space. They have over $53 million of effective cap space. This year. <sighs> this year, according to over the cap, right? So they could pull off the franchise tag. Now it would – dig deep that 20 plus million dollars into the 53 for the franchise tag for T Higgins. Here's where it gets more difficult for the Niners because the Niners they're in the red. The Niners have minus 11.7 million dollars of effective cap space. So they you could manipulate lower, that number, but, yeah, but th- there's work that needs to be done in San Francisco to get under the cap to where you can go add and then be able to sign your draft class that's upcoming that you kind of have to have there waiting for that draft pool. So there is there is a, a difference in what the two cap spaces look like. For the Niners, it's like, all right, do we want to make Ayuk play on the fifth-year option and then we'll do it? Or is it about the, the Bengals saying we need to look at 2025 and 2026 to see what the realistic possibility is, which makes both of these guys trade possible targets, right? Names to watch, right? And then, like as we approach the draft and stuff, names to watch for teams that potentially have more than one first pick in the first round, for teams that could potentially look to move back in the first round, uh, for teams that could move out of a second round spot. Like I'd imagine the asking price on both of these guys is going to be a first round pick, uh, at least the initial asking price, but you know, that could always change later on. Um, and so like you said, names to watch because the NFL, as we said, as much as I can sit here and say, yeah, I expect Brandon Ayuk to be back with the 49ers. Um, a lot can change and a lot can change quickly in, in, in this sport and in this league. And we'll see what happens. It's out there now. It, like yeah. Brandon Ayuk and his camp have put it out there. T Higgins uh, has not shied away from the fact that he's a free agent and he's taken every interview possible talking about how, how much fun it would be to play in different places around the league. So. Yeah, it's out there. All right. So let's ask this question, get the audience more involved here. Which wide receiver would you rather the Titans trade for, T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk? Which wide receiver would you rather the Titans trade for, T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk? But Sam, I'll have it. Uh, you talk about our great friends at the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go and see them. Located uh, in Franklin, just off the highway with an easy and accessible facility. That's a one-stop shop for all the care that you need. No more driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. They have everything at the Bone & Joint Institute, from clinic to rehab, surgery, imaging, 
testing. It's all there. So go and see them for good doctors, great care, uh, and a great state-of-the-art facility as well. Schedule your appointment at boneandjointtn.org. And BetMGM still rocking and rolling. We're in hoop season, full swing, full speed ahead, and you can win with BetMGM. We always have our code, ATOZ Sports. that gives you the first bet offer up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But now, that football's over. Got another offer for new users using bonus code ATOZ150. That's ATOZ150. All you got to do is place a $5 money line wager on any sport and you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of that wager's outcome. So that's a $5 wager on any sport and you get $150 in bonus bets just for doing it regardless of of that outcome. So the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Tennessee today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first $5 wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. First uh, rewards issued in non-dollable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem games, work called Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, Sam, I'll send you to the chat. Uh, we asked the question, which wide receiver would you rather the Titans trade for? Is it Brandon Ayuk or is it T. Higgins? And by the way, we need way more likes on the show. Not nearly enough likes on the show. We got like four times as many people watching on Facebook alone compared to the likes. So if you're watching on Facebook, hit the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. That helps us out. Have a better conversation. So uh, to the chat you go, Sam. What's people saying? Higgins or Ayuk? Nope, you're muted. There we go. Now we're better. Uh, Higgins says, uh, hello, lady says Higgins. Chris Frazier says Brandon Ayuk. Ashley says Higgins. Uh, Jay says neither. Doesn't want to trade for one. Uh, T Higgins is what Willie says. Uh, Ayuk says Jeff. Ayuk says Deshaun and Darius. Tall Texan says Higgins. Big G says Higgins. Michael Wagner says Higgins. So does Sky Hicks. Uh, Caleb Meadows says Higgins. Eric says Brandon Ayuk. Justin says Higgins. Ronnie's on Higgins. Brandon is on Higgins. Linwood is on Higgins. Uh, Vicky is on Higgins here. Let's see. John is on Ayuk if he had to choose one. Uh, let's see. We've got another Higgins from Kenneth Davidson here. Let's see. We've got uh, Higgins from Daquan. We've got, it says Higgins, of course. Ayuk, he's more healthy, says Jay. Higgins says Mitch. Vandy says the same. Uh, Romero says the same. Majority is going with T. Higgins here. I see a couple of people throwing out like Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs and other names out well, there as well. But <laughs> let's look at the real quick on because I, I did see the Justin Jefferson comments and like, that might sound crazy, but the Vikings are in a weird, weird spot. Like, yeah, but I don't know. We, There's been discussion around the Vikings and just moving on from Justin Jefferson. Like, why would you pay Justin Jefferson $150 million when you have no direction as a franchise where you could offload him to gain capital to go have a direction? Like, it's like you're having a Ferrari but you have a you're 14 years old and you don't even have a driver's permit. Like that's that's what Justin Jefferson having a 150 million dollar contract would be like for the Vikings right now. If that makes sense. Um yeah, it's just 
it's going to cost so much. <laughs> like, I mean, Justin Jefferson is on a trajectory to have a Hall of Fame NFL career. Like, he he's that much of a game changer. So I think the argument is that uh, to keep him would be that if you're the Vikings, having Justin Jefferson on your roster, even in times of lack of direction uh can potentially help you find a new direction very quickly whether Kirk Cousins is back on the Vikings whether it's a rookie quarterback next year whether it's a bridge QB this offseason uh having Justin Jefferson transforms an offense and that might not be an asset that you're comfortable losing he also probably pays for his own contract with all of the jersey sales and attention he gets in Minnesota right now yeah, real quick. I said the Vikings don't have direction. I see Anthony. Um, I see um, others. Where where to go? I see uh, you know MB. How could that be any better? Like the Titans don't have direction. What's the difference? The Titans have direction. Like have you guys? Yeah, I think not they paid do have direction. Anything? I don't like they have Brian Callahan. It's a new coaching staff. They have a, a promising young quarterback. Uh, said the uh, said the owner of the team. They have a clear direction. It's to evolve and to get into the modern world of the NFL. So like, if you think the Titans aren't having a direction, then you're not paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, they've started to build, right, like a foundation with a lot of younger talent. You have a running back who you think is your future at running back who's played one year in the league. You've got a quarterback that you believe is your future at quarterback that's played one year in the league. Uh, You've got some pieces that – you know, have looked strong at other spots with a new head coach. And I think that the goal now is to build around those pieces and to start to build this thing up. You're kind of in the, they didn't do a full rebuild, but you're almost coming out of a rebuild is like kind of the equivalent of where the Titans are at right now versus uh, I think you can easily look at Minnesota and see how old a lot of their roster is, how expensive a lot of their roster is. see the fact that they don't really have a quarterback right now. Um, big differences there. Yeah, for sure. So I'll toss it to you, Sam. Which of these two wide receivers would you rather the Titans trade for? T. Higgins, who's kind of a fan favorite uh, here with this franchise's fan base, or Brandon Ayuk, who we just saw in the Super Bowl. Uh, both are four years in the league both going into year five, slightly different contract situations. So who would you rather the Titans trade for this offseason? Brandon Ayuk. Not close. Not even remotely close. Shouldn't even be a question, to be honest with you. Like, I was shocked that this was our question today. Brandon Ayuk is twice the receiver T. Higgins is. Um, I think he's a top five receiver in the NFL. There are not many wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill. I'd have to think about another one that I would AJ take Brown. over Brandon Ayuk. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I might take Brandon Ayuk over AJ Brown. I probably would, to no. be honest with you. He's, uh, he's, I think he's twice the run blocker, does the dirty work, 1,300 uh, something yards in an offense that didn't even target him like a number one. The guy is different. Like, I, I, I think Brandon Ayuk, I would trade a first round pick for Brandon Ayuk. Jamar Chase. Uh, I would probably take Chase, but the health is kind of concerning with Chase. I think that's close. I I think he's top five, legitimately top five. Uh, Devontae Adams? 
No, not anymore. Brandon Ayuk over Devontae. So that's an age thing, right? You're like, you're looking like a. Well, right now, right? Who am I getting right now? I think Brandon Ayuk is better than Devontae Adams. Um, I think he's better than AJ Brown. I would say Jamar Chase is one. Tyree Kill is two. Justin Jefferson is three. It, people can say CD Lamb. There you go. That's a good one. I'll take CD Lamb over Brandon Ayuk, but I think Ayuk is five. Okay. It's not crazy to say he's better than AJ Brown. I think he's substantial. Like I, I, I don't. Re- I think he's better than Cooper Cup. Jody, I, I see all the chats coming in. Ayuk is better than AJ Brown. Fact. All right, I, I'll just go through. Uh, you know, you said, look, you're saying Brandon Ayuk is a top five receiver in the league. Yes. You're not. You're not off because he was seventh in the NFL in receiving yards, and he's and he probably played. a better run blocker than all of the guys that were ahead of him. Well, a- AJ's a legitimate run blocker. Well, let's just kind of go through the numbers because you, Brandon Ayuk, 1,342 yards. Guys that had more receiving yards than Brandon Ayuk this season. DJ Moore in Chicago, I think that was just because of default, right? <laughs> like he's going to get yards because somebody has yeah, to. DJ's top 10, but it's a lot of yak and it's yeah, a lot of you're the only guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, AJ Brown had more than he had uh, just over 100 more yards than Brandon Ayuk. And uh, Ayuk played one less game. AJ also had over 50 more targets. Uh, AJ had more receptions than Brandon Ayuk had targets, uh, which is impressive. Puka Nakua was fourth in the NFL in receiving yards, uh, and he had the exact same amount of receptions, 105, than Ayuk had targets, 105. Amon Ross St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was hurt a lot of the year. St. Brown's an interesting one. I could hear the St. Brown argument. That's interesting. and I, I think if you hard. if I sort via average uh, per reception, Brandon Ayuk in the NFL second behind George Pickens with average yards per reception with seventeen point nine. So Brandon Ayuk is a dude. There's no doubt about that. Now, it, is he a top five receiver? I think there's an argument to be made. Uh, I think you know you, you look at the San Francisco offense and how they scheme open. What you call a timeout? Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. I don't care about A.J. Brown. I'm not a Titans fan. I never covered him. I see chat saying Sam's in his feelings about A.J. Brown. I've never met A.J. Brown. I've got zero, zero feelings about A.J. Brown one way or another. Get educated before you comment here. I don't know A.J. Brown from Adam, all right? I just know Brandon Ayuk's a better player. Sorry, I watched the tape. One of them does something the other one doesn't do. One of them's a one-trick pony that throws a fit when he doesn't get the ball more than twice and a half. It is what it is. But fair. Those are the facts. That was a quick uh, timeout. Continue. Sorry. Zach is the uh, Zach is the AJ Brown water carrier of A to Z Sports because of the Ole Miss tie, and Zach predicted that draft pick uh, back in that draft class heading up. But look, I think you know, your argument of Brandon Ayuk top five receiver in the game is valid, a valid argument to make. I think he's maybe a fringe top five, but still, your point makes sense there. So when you're talking about who would you rather trade for, you know, T Higgins, what is he? Is he a, is he a top 15 receiver in the league? Is he top 20? He's definitely not top 10. Yeah. T Higgins, T Higgins is probably top 20. Uh, it like the injuries scare me with T Higgins, not the fact that he's been like super uber injured, but he has missed time here and there. And if you're going to pay a guy and trade a guy, you'd like this guy to be available to you. I think there is something to the fact that, 
he's never been the primary option. Like the Jamar Chase level of like being a weapon. I, you could make the same argument for Brandon Ayuk, but I think Brandon Ayuk has the ability, like he was the 49ers main downfield option. They use Debo in a lot of gadgets. They use McCaffrey in a lot of unique ways as sort of a gadget, but like third down have to have something. The ball's probably going to Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if that was ever the case with T Higgins in Cincinnati. I wonder how much of his production is due to the fact that Jamar Chase was the guy that commanded the most attention from opposing defenses. Um, I think he's probably a number two. I think he's an elite number two or a number one on a bad receiving core. Um, So somewhere around that like top 20 to 30 range, and you could probably argue semantics about T Higgins versus 10 to 15 different guys in the league. Yeah. Right. But if you're talking about trading and then paying a guy, is that the guy you are super bullish on? For me, not personally. Um, I would love T. Higgins on the Titans because I think it makes the Titans better. But it might be a situation where two or three years from now, you're looking at the value you're getting versus what you gave up to get him. And you're not necessarily happy with that move. All right. So I'm looking at their numbers. Uh, it- T Higgins has played four less games than Brandon Ayuk in their four year career. So four less games. So the sure. injury bug in a lot of those was like this season when T Higgins missed uh, the most chunk of time that he has in his career, but four less games in Ayuk T Higgins has 257 receptions through four years. Ayuk has 12 more receptions, uh, less targets. Ayuk has about 250 more yards over a four year span. So very even and Brandon Ayuk has 25 touchdowns to T Higgins, 24 touchdowns over a four year span. So again, these guys are really even when you're just looking at numbers alone, but where I agree with you, Sam, that the Titans, if they're going to target one of these two guys, my first target would be Brandon Ayuk because Brandon Ayuk is different from his ability to create separation on his own. He is one of the best, if not the best, route runners in the NFL. He's got speed. He's got short area quickness. He has deep ball catchability. He doesn't score touchdowns at the rate like an A.J. Brown does, but he and T. Higgins have similar touchdown uh, rate. T. Higgins, to me, is a redundancy of what DeAndre Hopkins is for the Titans. He's not creating separation like Ayuk would be. Now, don't get me wrong. I would be two thumbs up, three thumbs up if I had them, if the Titans traded for either Ayuk or T. Higgins. But I would prefer Brandon Ayuk first uh, overall because of uh, because of what I've laid out there. Of, of He's, I mean, Ayuk and Hopkins feel like a beautiful, beautiful duo for at least one year. Yeah, and Eric says Ayuk is also cheaper. I mean, I look, I, I Brandon Ayuk is a it's a hot button topic for me because I, I really there aren't many players that I like more than Brandon Ayuk just personally from what I enjoy watching in a football player. He is a guy that I I absolutely adore his game. Uh, I, I think, like you said, the ability, short area quickness, create separation, just really precise route running, reliable hands good length uh and to have that package with a guy who 
is as far as we know, and like T Higgins too, to his credit, very unselfish, very willing as a run blocker where we've seen this year, how good Brandon Ayuk is. And yet there's never really been like this problem with the fact that they target Debo all the time or that Brandon Ayuk hasn't been the primary option when we know how good he can be, that he is a very good, very willing run blocker while having this package. It's just, he's a complete wide receiver and it's the, the ability to have guys like him and guys like he's kind of like the wide receiver version of George Kittle in a lot of ways where he like George Kittle is just like, yeah, he's big. He's also fast. He also can run block. He also like can just do all the dirty work for you. The 49ers ability to get different guys like that in their offense is why they are significant, like consistently one of the best teams in the sport. Um, So he's a guy that I would love for the Titans to go get. I'm not sure I agree with you though, that I'd necessarily be two thumbs up if the Titans traded for either one of these guys. Ayuk, yeah, because of how much I like him. I don't know if the T Higgins thing would make me happy at this point. Uh, And I also don't think it would happen at this point. This was another piece of my article that we kind of previewed a little bit for A to Z sports, but I don't get the sense that this Tennessee Titans regime is going to be aggressive in this way this offseason. So it would surprise me at this point if the Titans made a move like this. I really just don't foresee it happening. I get the vibe that Chad Brinker, Rand Carthon, Brian Callahan are committed to building the Titans with an understanding that that might take some time. Not to say they won't be competitive this year, but I think they're focused on sustainability. They're focused on filling out a team that can support Will Levis for the long haul. And the Titans might be a year away from being in the spot where you're okay giving up a big draft pick to go and get this wide receiver. Knowing what they need on the offensive line and in at cornerback and at you know receiver, it would surprise me to see them give up a lot of draft capital for a guy that they're also going to have to pay. Like Mm -hmm. if you have to give up draft capital and it's, you know, you're moving up to go get an elite wide receiver in the draft. Like not that T Higgins or Brandon Ayuk wouldn't fill a need. It is a need that would fit like help you long-term. But you have to factor in the fact that there's a contract attached to this, that there isn't with a rookie deal. And so I don't believe this is like something that they're going to entertain this off season. Uh, look, I get your point. Like it is more likely that the Titans don't trade for one of these two guys than they do. I, I, I get that. And um, that is the reality, but I still think there is an, if the right opportunity presents itself, because the Titans have, a window for Will Levis in 2025 and 2026 where you can set yourself up for a run for it. Now, what is it? Is it the AFC South? Is it, is it a Super Bowl? The next year determines where what it is in that label. But you've got cap space now. You've got flexibility financially because of the Will Levis $9 million over four years second round quarterback rookie contract to 
set yourself up to be in a position to take advantage of it in 25 and 26 before you get into a new stadium, all the stuff, right? So I think making this move this offseason could benefit you for that push because you've got the flexibility and you want Will Levis to be able to, you know, massage that relationship with new targets and then go for it in an, in another year or so. Uh, and so I think there's opportunity to do that. And now timing with trade, like Brandon Ayuk's probably going to cost you a first round pick. I don't necessarily think T Higgins is going to cost you a first round pick, but you don't want to give up 38 overall in the 2024 draft. You don't, and you're sure as hell not giving up seven overall in the 24 draft either. Do you think you're going to suck in 24 where the 2025 first round pick might be similar to seven? Maybe, but with Brandon Ayuk, is it worth it? Do you wait until after the draft and you give up the 2025 first uh, for Brandon Ayuk where you have a restructured, a long-term deal with him to build? That's kind of what I'm envisioning, envisioning about this timing is they're not going to give up a, a pick at seven or 38 this year uh, for one of these receivers. But I do like the idea of setting yourself up to be successful in year two, year three under Brian Callahan. Sure. It's a, it's an interesting idea, which I, but I think it, it also kind of begs the thinking, right? A think exercise that a lot of these guys are probably going to be in the same boat next year. I I mean, Maybe T. Higgins gets traded, gets a big extension, and he's not in that spot. But Brandon Ayuk, like you mentioned, uh, fifth-year option. He might be in the T. Higgins spot next year where you're like, oh, is he going to get franchise tagged or is he going to get traded? Or uh, do the can the 49ers afford to pay him with all the other guys they have on the roster? And by the way, next year the 49ers are going to have to pay Brock Purdy if they uh, decide that he is their future at quarterback at long-term that they want to give a, a huge deal to. Um, so you could be, like I said, a year away and also have the same conversation next offseason. There's other guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and you know so on and so forth that are also probably going to be playing on the fifth-year option this year or – uh, I guess Michael Pittman doesn't have a fifth-year option, but he could also right. be playing on a franchise tag and then available next offseason. And so uh, that is why I'm more cautious to believe that this would happen maybe a year from now when you have a clear picture of your needs, when you filled a couple more holes. I think the Titans are going to take a rather conservative approach this offseason with their money and with their draft capital of trying to fill as many needs as possible of trying to get good value in the players that they acquire. And then when you're able to sort of reestablish culture, build another year around Will Levis, see what your needs are, then you can make the push all in the counterpoint to that. Of course, as we kind of have this conversation, Deandre Hopkins is one more year left. So you might be able to go get Brandon Ayuk or Michael Pittman or whoever, 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 next year but now you're going to have to fill maybe two spots at wide receiver unless you're drafting somebody that hits so it's a it's a very interesting dilemma that they're in all right so i want to get to a couple of comments that i liked here uh, on this conversation about uh the potential of trading for brandon Ayuk and or t higgins uh which would you prefer of these wide receivers. That's the question we've been going through this morning. Uh, but first, we'll tell everybody about our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where you should turn for all 
of your health coverage needs. Whatever situation your life is in, whether you have a growing family, uh, maybe your family is uh, getting you and your spouse uh, empty nesters in the future, need that next level of coverage for yourselves, or maybe you're a, a single uh, independent contractor and you need to fill in some gaps from the coverage that you get or don't get with your company. Farm Bureau Health Plans can literally do it all. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years and they have 200 locations across the entire state to make it easy and convenient for you and just sign up and go check out. You can get a quote where you can save money and get better coverage. That's what happened with Zach Bingham. Get a quote today and start your process at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and you can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that's up to $1,500 in bonus bets with BetMGM and the bonus code ATOZ Sports. It's why they're the king of sports books because you can get a second chance to win big, which limits your risk and makes sports betting easy and carefree. It's the best way to do it. So go with BetMGM, the king of sports books, and betmgm.com. All right, so we've been going through uh, the fact that Brandon Ayuk and T. Higgins could both uh, have trade potential this offseason based on their situations. We kind of went through it uh, earlier. Sam, you wrote an article at azsports.com uh, yesterday about the update of the Bengals expecting to tag T. Higgins and then what's the long-term deal look like because of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins as well. And then Brandon Ayuk's friends will not stop posting on Instagram and TikTok about him wanting out of San Francisco. Uh, and so here's the thing. Both of these guys are 25 years old. So you're having a chance to pair them with Will Levis and grow for the long haul. Uh, but Buck's burner, not actually Buck, but Buck's burner on YouTube says, you know what the contenders do? Build from the trenches out. If the line isn't fixed, I've lost hope. And while yes, that's the case, I think the Titans in this hypothetical that I'm about to go through, could pick at seven your Joe Alt, your left tackle to sit next to Peter Scronsky for the next eight to 10 years. And then at 38 overall, you go get yourself a corner or something like that. And you can trade a height, like in a second round 2025 pick for a T Higgins who knows Brian Callahan, uh, who knows and can work with Will Levis and grow into that role and now you're starting to build your offensive line because you're going to get a third round or a fourth round interior lineman that can play. You can get those type of guys in the middle rounds. Uh, the Niners have done that. The Chiefs have done that throughout the past. But you can do both if you trade for T. Higgins. And I think the trade for the wide receiver in this nature cuts out all of the learning curve of – not knowing if you're going to find another Traylon Burks, another Kendall Wright, or another AJ Brown. It's it's like it's getting a proven playmaker that you can believe can help your your franchise quarterback behind an, a highly talented, drafted, built from within offensive line. I mean, I think the situation that you just laid out would be awesome. I just don't think it's. I think the price is substantially more than a 2025 second. For a T Higgins, uh, I think if it, if they came away and that was the trade, I'd be two thumbs up, just like you said. I just I think I picture it being a a more expensive price to pay, um, with potentially more immediate draft picks going the way of the Cincinnati Bengals in that situation, which is why I think this thing gets a little complicated. Uh, but I think anybody would be on board for uh, 
trading a future pick, a 2025 second for T. Higgins, drafting Joe Alt and getting a corner at 38. A lot of people are giving thumbs up to that. It's just, I don't know, feels feels a little bit like a pipe dream a little bit. I don't know. Oh, sure. It's, it, that, that would absolutely be a pipe dream. I think, like, But I think anytime you have a situation like this, Austin, where like if everybody can be like, oh, that would be awesome. Chances are Cincinnati's like, no. I'm like, why, why would we do that? Well, in so, the trade, there, there can be more within that trade, right? Like, I, you know, there could be other aspects of it. Um, but still, I mean, I, you know, a starting point, a 2025 second round pick, um, as a, as the main course of that trade where you've got a couple sides to go along with the big dish. I mean, uh, I, I yeah, of- I don't hate that. And I know people might point to like, Oh, you're giving up a lot of capital, but you're getting a really like good player. Even if I prefer Brandon, Ayuk to T Higgins, T Higgins is a good wide receiver that you would then. Uh, bring in and would be a long-term piece for you, just like if you were to draft a wide receiver in the first round or the second round, right? But I think T. Higgins has the proven pedigree that a draft pick does not have. Um, And so uh, a world where the Titans have T. Higgins on their roster and a Joe Alt on their roster is is a world that I'd like to live in. Yeah, uh, Devin says, am I the only one that's noticed that the Titans only score in the draft after the first round? I mean, you're not the only one. We've been talking about that for five years. (laughs) <laughs> so yes, the Titans have been really bad with first round draft picks under John Robinson. I think Peter Skaronsky is one that makes a lot of sense. And you can see the long-term ceiling on that with a high floor as well, but it's Jeffrey Simmons and it's Peter Skaronsky. Outside of that, the first round picks have not lived up. Uh, Jack Conklin, we've been over the bus, the Jack Conklin, a bust or whatever. Jack Conklin was a good draft pick, but also the Titans were fine to not pay him $20 million a year. Uh, after paying Lawan uh, all of his contract. Now, Roz uh, says, uh, tightening the trade back in the second round to get a third uh, round pick. Hopefully two quarterbacks are left uh, when they're up. So Sam, I'll let you kind of discuss what you learned at the senior bowl about what this draft looks like. And a little bit of like the, the, the need of a third round pick is I think could be a, a strong value in this class, particularly. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of depth in this class, particularly at positions that I think benefit the Titans. I think corner is a really deep position here. Uh, I think offensive tackle is a deep position here, uh, deep probably through the middle of the second round. And then there's a substantial drop off uh, at talent there. Um, The wide receivers all pretty much underwhelmed me from the senior bowl for for most of these mid-round guys. There's a couple that, you know, I didn't have a chance to look because they weren't there that could potentially uh, be something. I'm interested uh, in in getting more into them. But I I actually, I fully agree with this. I think the Titans trading back in round two might be the smartest thing possible for them, especially if they go with uh, the non-sexy pick in Joe Walt. Uh, I mean, I think Malik Neighbors is like the flashy, let's say Malik Neighbors is there, right? And you go with the sexy, flashy wide receiver. Maybe you stick at 38 and just take one of those offensive tackles that I think uh, you could argue should go in the first round, but is falling to the beginning of the second round there. You get your best player available at a position of need. But if you're going to go get Joe Walt, I'm not in in a point where I say take a wide receiver at 38, none of those guys were incredibly impressive to me. I think you can easily trade back in the second, uh, get 
a wide receiver all the same in the second, add a third round pick that can give you a cornerback and a class that has a lot of depth at the spot. So um, that I, I fully subscribe to that. Yes, trade back in the second. I, I think that's a really good idea and something for the Titans to consider. Um, the quarterbacks will be interesting because you talked about the senior bowl. I don't think any of them necessarily help themselves at the senior bowl. When you look at a Bo Nix or a, a Michael Penix, I, I think JJ McCarthy probably goes in the first round. Somebody's oh. gonna, somebody's gonna take him in the first round. So you'll probably have at least four go in the first round. The question is when does QB five come off the board and could the Titans be in a position where somebody wants to come up and get, Michael Penix or Bo Nix or whoever it is at the beginning of the second, similar to where the Titans were out with Will Levis last year, and you add a third round pick because of it. All right. So uh, that's so Jeff what? keeps throwing this out. I'll just say seven to the Bears for nine and other stuff uh, wouldn't happen. The Bears are not a trade up type of team, they're a trade down type of team. Uh, Ryan Poles does not trade up especially not in a draft where he already has number one. Yeah. I don't see how you have number one and then are like, we're also going to trade up for seven. If anything, maybe the bears trade up for three and go try and get Marvin Harrison or something like that to yeah. add with Caleb Williams. But seven, I don't think is, is reasonable. All right. So let's get to this coaching staff because uh, Sam, you'll be at the Titans press conference for Denard Wilson, the defensive coordinator and then Nick Holtz, the offensive coordinator at 1230 uh, Central Time at St. Thomas Sports Park. So we'll hear from them and also Brian Callahan. Uh, and then uh, you wrote your article. We upgraded your uh, rankings of the Titans' new additions from the coaching staff. And three more that were not previously reported that came out yesterday really stood out to you. So we'll discuss those here in a second. But first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is a website. It's a great website. It shows you everything you need. They run specials. They have all types of deals, new equipment in uh, their three locations with Franklin, Murfreesboro, and in Columbia. Uh, they're also an elite Kubota dealer, which means they not only have the best equipment in the industry, they have the best warranties. It goes a long way for anybody who knows anything about equipment. Warranties, important, big time uh, for you. They've also helped you create the relationship with your uh, equipment provider because you know, we're not experts on equipment. They are. And so when you need to help uh, have some help with your project around your home, your property, whatever that might be, Krebs Kubota has the experience and the relationship building uh, skill set to help you out long term. Uh, family owned and operated for over 18 years. They have those three locations across the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin and Murfreesboro. Once again, online KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. You can get up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. Whatever that first wager amount is, even if your bet loses, that amount goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,500. So that's two chances to win big, double the odds to win big with BetMGM if you sign up and use the bonus code. ATOZ Sports with the king of sports books. All right. So, Sam, I think uh, I'll toss it to you on this because you went through your rankings of the Titans' new hires of the coaching staff. Now, 11 staff men members are being held and retained from Vrabels, but I'll, I'll toss it to you because when you ranked these first six hires initially, 
Bill Callahan, number one. There's no doubt about that. Denard Wilson, I believe, was number two for you. Th- mm-hmm. That felt pretty good for how attractive he was from other teams. But you had a number three on your full rankings of these 12 new hires from the outside that really caught my eye. I'm like, ah, that is, uh, that's a big-time hire by Brian Callahan. So I'll let you uh, go from here. Well, Titans fans might remember him. Tennessee fans should remember him. But Tracy Rocker is the Tennessee Titans' new defensive line coach. Uh, it's his second stint with the organization. He was also the D-line coach from 2011 to 2013 under Mike Munchak. Um, very, very experienced, very talented in his own right. He's a Lombardi Trophy and Outland Trophy winner at the college level as a defensive tackle at Auburn. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. And uh, he was most recently the defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Austin, I will remind you and everybody in the chat that the Eagles were tied for the third most sacks in NFL history in 2022 with Tracy Rocker as their defensive line coach. They became the first team in NFL history to have four players with double-digit sacks in the same season. Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat. Brandon Graham combined for 49 sacks just between the four of them. They were all uh, in double digits. So this is a guy who, whether it's been college, has had a ton of success. Whether it's been his playing career in college, has had a ton of success. Recently, with the Philadelphia Eagles, where he worked with Denard Wilson, has had a ton of success. And so I really, really like the Tracy Rocker hire uh, for the Titans here. Um, He also... Yeah. Uh, so keep no, go ahead, please. No, I've, for, for Tracy Rocker, like I when I saw that as the hire, I said Tracy Rocker is the Bill Callahan to Brian Callahan for Denard Wilson. It, yeah, That's, it really does feel that way. Like it's a guy who Denard Wilson, like I said, has worked with in the past. Part, part of that really good Eagles defense that Denard Wilson was the uh defensive backs coach and pass game coordinator, I believe, for. Uh, had Tracy Rocker as the defensive line coach. And so the two of these guys being the defensive coordinator and defensive line coach for the Titans in 2024, I think is is two thumbs up. Like this one really, really strong hire. Um, you mentioned like all the new moves that were made. There was a lot of guys that I just looked at and said, all right, we'll see. Like, okay. Um, but Tracy Rocker was one that I, I feel very, very good about for the Titans right now. Yeah, knowing that your D coordinator has never been a D coordinator before, that makes me feel better. And and, and like Esco said, you know, it's going to be tough to replace Terrell Williams. Yes. No, Tracy the, Rocker. The, is this is like what you needed to do to replace Terrell Williams. If yes. you were going to get a guy to, to fill that role, right, uh, then this is not a bad option here. Yeah, I, I like Tracy Rocker quite a bit. Also, his uh, son uh, used to be at that. He was the badass pitcher, Kumar Rocker, at Vanderbilt, who was a. Oh, uh, his son is Kumar? Yep. You mm. know that, Sam. I love Kumar Rocker. Well, I didn't know go. that. Texas yes. Ranger Kumar Rocker. Yes. Former Vandy uh, ace uh, back a few years ago. Beast. Beast. Should have never I- gone to Vandy. Should have gotten drafted higher but had such a strong commitment. Well, he had like an elbow thing, right? Like there was some weird. He was the top prep arm uh, out of of high school, but was one of those guys that had such a strong Vandy commitment that 
it scared some teams in the draft. And so instead of going at the end of the first round, he fell and got taken in like the 31st round by the Colorado Rockies. Um, obviously chose not to sign and to go to Vanderbilt at that point, And then winds up on the same team as Jack Leiter. So, you know, he's in the same, uh, same system as his former college teammate there. There's your baseball minute here on a Wednesday, Valentine's day. All right. So uh, Tracy rocker, big time hire uh, there. So, uh, Sam, what's a, another hire that really stood out to you uh, on these new additions? I just, somebody in the chat wants to know if there's any relation to former Braves pitcher John Rocker. And uh, uh, not quite. Hard no. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> there's a lot of differences between the two of those individuals. Yes. Um, sorry, where are we at next guy? Ben Bloom? Yeah, yeah Ben Bloom, outside linebackers coach. Uh, he was a longtime Dallas Cowboys assistant uh, that did – kind of everything was the linebackers coach in Dallas was a defensive ends coach in Dallas had one year where he literally went by the title assistant coach and special projects. Uh, so kind of a guy that was just around through multiple coaching uh, eras uh, for the Dallas Cowboys from 2011 to 2019, he was with the organization last four years. He's been in Cleveland. Um, most recently the defensive line coach for for the Browns uh, and Miles Garrett, of course, wins defensive player of the year this year, selected to the Pro Bowl, all pro team. Um, a a guy who I don't necessarily know a ton about, but I, I see the reaction from some players to him and some fans of teams to him as like, this is a guy that's beloved in both Dallas and Cleveland as somebody that they're like, bring him back, give him a bigger role. Um but it, it seems to be the connection to Bill Callahan that is why he's leaving the Browns to go to the Titans. And so th there is a an interesting theme uh, to this Titans coaching staff, Austin, which is something Brian Callahan alluded to in his opening press conference, which is this feeling of family that he talked about how he wants the Titans to feel like a family. He wants mm -hmm. it to feel like it felt in Cincinnati for him. He wants to instill this culture within the organization that starts in the front office and in ownership and carries all the way down throughout the coaching staff and the training staff and the, the sports medicine people and nutritionists to the players that are actually on the field. Um, and I see that in his coaching staff because everybody in his coaching staff has some tie to somebody. Yeah. And it's not always Brian Callahan. These are not always Brian Callahan's buddies that he is hiring, but it's, Hey, I love Denard Wilson, but Denard is going to go and get a defensive guy that he trusts to do his defensive line. But then the outside linebackers coach is going to be somebody that Bill Callahan knows and can vouch for. And, they hired an assistant to the head coach uh, that comes from the Las Vegas Raiders. Assistant to the head coach's name is uh, Tom Jones, who just worked in the front office with the, the Raiders for 25 years. He, he gets hired to come with the Titans now. Well, working in the front office, he worked as uh, some high up executive when Bill Callahan was the head coach of the Raiders back in the early <laughs> 2000s. Since then, Randy Jordan, the Titans new running backs coach has played for the Raiders. Nick Holtz 
has coached for the Raiders. Uh, there's a couple other guys on this coaching staff that have coached there while he's been there. And so it's almost like Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon are assembling like this family of all of the connections and networking that people have made distant connections here, close connections here, whether it whether it's the head coach or the linebackers coach or the offensive line coach that knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. And everybody seems to be wanting jobs and taking step down for some of these guys and jobs just to be a part of the staff, which I think is a really, you know, really important. I think we, I think we knew about Rand Carthon that people like him, like people really like Rand Carthon in the business, in the NFL circles. I think we're now seeing that people like Brian Callahan too, and they want to be a part of something that Brian Callahan is building and to be a part of that with him to help him do that. So I think it's reputation for both the GM and the head coach that are allowed, that's allowing all these staff hires to, to make sense. Like, you see why every guy was hired. It, it does have a, oh, that makes sense. I see where the connection is there. And so um, Brad also brings up that Randy Jordan was also the running backs coach for Bill at Nebraska. No, right. So, right. It, so Randy Jordan comes from Washington, from the commanders. Um, he was not fired. He's leaving Washington to come be the running backs coach for the Titans. And he had like assistant head coach title or something like that. Uh, in Washington. So it's almost like a step down for him, but he was somebody who again played for Bill Callahan with the Raiders when he was an NFL running back. Uh, and when uh, Tom Jones was an executive with the Raiders, then went and became the running backs coach for Bill Callahan at Nebraska. Now, after all these years and over a decade in the sport and being one of the most consistent running backs coaches in the league is leaving his team to come and join what the Titans have going on. Um, it, it's a very interesting staff and just like the way that you can draw lines from certain guys to other guys, uh, I find I find interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at Randy Jordan as a player. This is very impressive. Undrafted out of North Carolina. Had like no rushing yards, but just stayed in the league forever. For 10 years. He was in the league from 93 to 2002. A 10-year NFL running back that like didn't really carry the football. (laughs) Which meant that there was value of having him on the team for something. (laughs) You know, it's like nobody has it. Yeah, nobody has a 10-year career and like no stats. That's just out. It's bizarre. But again, I think those three really stand out. Tracy Rocker, Ben Bloom, Randy Jordan. Sam, I have a project for you. This is a a selfish project I'm going to give you. Whenever you talk to Ben Bloom, you have to ask him, what are these special projects that you were doing? Oh, yeah. I'm so so fascinated by just throwing (laughs) special projects on somebody. Does that mean he was like – he was just doing whatever Jerry Jones uh, yeah, had going I, on in his brain which, right now. That's a special project, huh? Oh, I want to learn more about that. All right. Before we get to trivia, I got to give a shout out to Zachary Smith on YouTube who drops a big super chat for us. It says, just want to shout you guys out. Moved away from Nashville and found out how much you guys are a step above other local media. Thank God for YouTube to be able to follow you guys. Uh, Zachary, appreciate that a lot. That's a big deal for us. Thank you for saying that. It means a lot. Uh, I think Titans local media is very talented. There's a lot of really good people, but I, I, 
I appreciate the recognition of that. And uh, I think us being able to do things like this on demand to bring you guys into the conversation, whether it's me and Sam, Zach, Jack, Buck on primetime and everything else. I definitely appreciate all that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate the, the, the soldiers, right? The A to Z sports is what it is because of, uh, because of everybody watching everybody who tunes in uh, and, and likes to uh, hear me, you know, say stupid stuff to some people. Some do they think it's stupid stuff. I think it's smart stuff. I think it's very smart stuff. Yes, me too. Um, I think everything I say is smart. All right, let's go ahead and get to uh Wednesday sports trivia to wrap up this show. Shout out to uh, Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, to make them a part of your new car buying process. See them in Lebanon or online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Sam, are you ready for trivia here on this Wednesday? Bang, bang. Let's go. Do it. All right. Boom. There we go. Let's see if this is going to be a Sean themed or another themed uh, type show. All right. Um, yeah, I don't think it is. But it might be Valentine's Day themed. Who knows? Yeah, it might be. So uh, I picked the first category, and then somebody from the chat picked the second category. So uh, let's see. I will go with music. And I've already got Big Ten Jeff. Jeff Rubel has the second category uh, locked and loaded for us. But I'm going to go with music. Music started off. What 1983 Pat Benatar song has the following lyrics? We are strong. No one can tell us we're wrong. Searching our hearts for so long. Both of us knowing dot, dot, dot. Um, I'm out on this one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know 1983 Pat Benatar at all. I know Pat Benatar. Oh, I yeah. don't know but the, the lyrics. I'm not that familiar with discography to know the uh, lyrics. Uh, we've got no. a couple people. Jay yep. says, love is a battlefield. Jay was the first one honor it. Stephen King, Matt, and Lucas have also uh, come in. Ashley is also on that. So love is a battlefield, which I probably know that song, but I was going to say, I, I, I have to admit, I, I can't say I've ever heard of before. Necessarily. I, I suck at song names. Suck at song names. All right. Jeff was first with the second category and that belongs to chain restaurants. All right, chain restaurants. What major pizza chain is currently offering a goodbye pie, a deliverable pizza for anyone looking to break up with their significant other? Oh, um, I don't know. I do know this one. I saw this one on social media as I, I was have, scrolling. I have not. Um, I mean, I know like Domino's has the uh, the emergency pizza, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, I think I this would is get more like, of like a chat's already on it here lou man yeah is on he, this sounds like a pizza hut thing because pizza hut used to do the heart-shaped pizza yep so this sounds like a pizza so, Hut. so yeah lou man was on pizza hut first it and ronnie also had pizza hut and uh matt also had pizza hut it is pizza hut this feels to me austin like a nobody actually is going to use this or do it but they do it because they want you to talk about the fact that they offer it like they yeah. want you to be like, hey, do you hear about Pizza Hut's doing this? And then you're talking about Pizza Hut. So uh, because nobody talks about Pizza Hut, because well, we're not going to get into this. And nobody else not... pizzas the hut. Uh, I, I Pizza Hut is so far down the list of it's, pizza chains that I would. It is, it's an all time slogan. Nobody out pizzas the hut is fantastic. But everybody out pizzas the hut. Like ah, Little Caesars doesn't out pizza the hut. 
Okay, well, Little Caesars is not part of the big three. We know who the big three is. It's Domino's, Papa John's, and Pizza Hut. And Pizza Hut is third. Ah, really? You think they're third? Yes, and they've been... Lucas says Pizza Hut. I actually think Pizza Hut might be my one of those three. It's definitely over Domino's for me. Domino's is number one. Hmm. I don't know about that. All right. We need to plug in this answer or we're going to be here for an hour. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Uh, All right. What's next? Lucas said retail and shopping. He and he, Lucas and Jeff were really tight on that, so I'm going to give that the third option. In 2014, this American lingerie and beauty retailer dropped its The Perfect Body slogan for a body for everybody. That would – I know the answer. This, I mean – what American lingerie and beauty retailer is popular enough other than Victoria's Secret? But this was the, yeah, Victoria's Secret, uh, and it's Victoria's Secret. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, I'm just, just making sure when you type it in. But yeah, <laughs> Victoria's Secret. <laughs> it has to be. I like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is there another popular lingerie and beauty retailer out there? Like, I mean, at this point, there's know? so many companies that are just online only, like online right. retail. That there are, you know. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. So uh let's I will go with television. Television question is uh Chloe Savigny, Amanda Seyfried, Jennifer Goodwin, and Aaron Paul were part of the supporting cast of this five season HBO family drama that debuted in 06. Oh man, I know this. I only know who Amanda is. I don't know the other ones. Uh, I believe this is like, it's like, this is love or something. I think it's got love in the title. Big love, says Nate Sperner. Big love. Big love. Big love. Is that it? Because I've only seen Nate. Nate is the only one. I'm pretty sure it's big love. I, I, yeah, that sounds right to me. I think we just roll with that. Because I don't okay. see any other suggestions. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie says big love, big with love. Big love. All right, let's roll right. with that. That we gotta do it. At least it's an bang. Offense. Nice job by uh, Nate on the assist there. Big love. All right, let's get yeah. let's get MLB out of the way. Let's go. <laughs> Bobby Valentine was the manager of this National League team from '96 to '02, leading them to a pennant during his tenure. Is this Got the it. Mets? Is this the Mets? Do you want me to tell you? I mean, I, I'll we can wait for the chat because I think it's the Mets. Lucas says Mets. Darren says Mets. Mark, American Tough, Matt say Mets. I think this is the Mets, right? This is his Mets era. This is the 2000 New York Mets. Uh, yeah. Bobby Valentine was the manager of. So, yeah, this Sweet. is the New York Mets. The Subway series where they lost to the New York Yankees in 2000. Yeah. So. All right, let's go with movies. Movies. Here we go. Jessica Alba, Bradley Cooper, Anne Hathaway, Taylor Swift, George Lopez, and Julia Roberts all appear in this 2010 large ensemble cast rom-com. Holy crap. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think I know this one. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it a million times. Um, Is it called Valentine's Day? I think That's the theme. Yeah. Bobby Valentine. Um, what was the first one? Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. This is just like the Victoria's goodbye. Secret? Vic- Pizza well, Hut. Vic- 
yeah. So this Valentine's Day theme, Valentine's well, that's what we Day. figured it would be, but not quite as obvious. Obvious. Well, I, I like this. Oh, why did I click on celebrity matchup? Uh, that's where I was going to go next, but um, okay. Valentine's Day. I like this more because it's just Valentine's Day themed in general than like when Sean was like in the answer. And so you were yes. able to do process of elimination that way. But yeah, this right. is the. Uh, um, All right. So we got to go celebrity mashup and then we'll get the other two. I, I do like trying to guess. All right. Uh, I have the outside. I don't. I don't think I know either of these people. Who is that on the inside? The outside is, spoiler, Aaron Paul and Brie oh. Larson. I love that. Yes. I think it's Brie Larson and Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was a part of the other uh, question. This is Aaron Paul, though. I'm like almost okay. positive. Um, and I really like Brie Larson. On That's the, fine. On the if you want to... It's not Kristen Bell, DeMarco. No, it's not. I, I, I'm going to do a tag team here with my guy, Matt. And I'm going to say this is, I see that Brie Larson and Aaron Paul combo. Boom. 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 I don't know what that one had to do with Valentine's Day, but well, boom. Aaron, Aaron Paul was in Big Love and Brie Larson, I'm sure, is in some other type of sure romantic comedy, whatever. All um, right, let's go NBA. All right, what what do we think is going to be? If it's Valentine's Day type, is there a pl like? There's player named Love. Kevin uh, Love. I mean, is this going to be a Kevin Love, Love question? That, Kevin that would Love. Be very obvious. Let's go with let's let's see what happens. Uh, let's see. This third-year Minnesota power forward won most improved player after averaging over 20 points per game, leading the NBA with over 15 rebounds per game. Yeah, this is Kevin Love. Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who that is. Uh, all right. All right. Well, what's the we NFL one? Let's see. Can we get that? We just did the NBA one ahead of time. So um, somebody earlier said Mike Reggie Hart, Love. former uh, Mike Hart, former running back out of Michigan. I don't know where he played. In uh, in the uh, in the NFL, I'm trying to find. Oh, Brooks Burner says NFL answer is Mike Hart. So I don't know who who. Else, I mean, there's there's Jordan Love. Darren says Steve McNair's birthday is Valentine's Day. That is true. Happy birthday to Mac Nine today. It could I mean, be a Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith makes sense. Um. All right, let's get into it. Let's right, see. see it. An alumni of the Bachelorette franchise, <laughs> tight end Clay Harbor was taken on the fourth round of the 2010 at, uh, draft by this NFC East team where he played for three seasons. I met Clay Harbor at the NFL uh, Senior Bowl in Mobile. Um, oh, Clay. this past year? Yeah, I met him what, Yeah, a week and a half ago. I like Clay Harbor. What Clay Harbor, what, what's he doing now? Uh, he does stuff with uh, actually the Bears. So he does uh, a lot of stuff, uh, Bears media independently. Um I see him on Twitter all the time with Bears content. And so I he played for the Bears at one point. And I, uh, you know. Well, he wasn't drafted him. by the Bears because not in the NFC. He's not. I have, I have no idea who drafted Clay Harbor. Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Philadelphia Eagle, Jacksonville Jaguar, Chicago Bear. Hey, this is a double. This is a double love because Clay Harbor on Bachelorette. 
and also the city of brotherly love. Ah, that's a good point there. Yeah, no, yeah, he was on The Bachelorette, uh, then was on Bachelor in Paradise, uh, and now is a Chicago Bears media guy who I met at the <laughs> Senior Bowl. So shout out to Clay perfect. Harbor and shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Boom, that's a perfect score. 10 minutes and 40 seconds. They doing, they're doing times now. Oh, we're um, not even trying for that. We're just no, we we we're taking we got distracted on pizza. Yeah, I well, sorry. Our score Credit is 18. Us. What does 18 mean? I think it's just like a score based on how many you get correct and your uh time time and maybe it's another way of adding a a wrinkle in the game for the people who you know always get all the answers correct to try and improve their score well maybe we can it's like the rarity that. score on the immaculate grid yeah. it's like yeah. it's like oh you can get all the right answers now how fast can you do it i would guess that's that's what that means all right let's see if we can improve on that now that we know that's a thing there all right great trivia and for our perfectness on the love day on trivia Make sure uh, that you go to shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com to get our merch. It's 40% off for Valentine's Day. It's 40% off until it's gone because we're trying to set up new merch for the 2024 football season, which means we have to unload all the current stuff we have. It's phenomenal. It's soft. It's everything. Uh, Sam's wearing the hat right now. Uh, Right now, as we get back to us, Sam's wearing the hat. I'm rocking one of the, the vintage uh, tees with the old school logo look on it. Uh, super soft shirt. So get that at shop.a-z-sportsnashville.com. Uh, so Sam, before, yeah, before we get out of here, yep. Uh, this is big 10 Jeff who had to jump on his YouTube burner account to give us $2. I'm spooled on pizza after Italy, two more weeks. And Sam, you've been to Italy. Uh, my brother went to Italy a few summers ago. Hadn't stopped talking about it since, uh, whenever somebody I know goes to Italy, they come back and tell me about the wine, the pasta, and everything, about how it's – you have no idea. You have no idea. what the Oh, Italy. Oh, when I was in Italy. That, that's typically how that goes. Yeah, I didn't feel that way about the pizza. Good. I, I mean, the pizza's fine. It, it's it's all right. It's, it's just – it's so different than American pizza. It doesn't really like – I'm not like, oh, that's the best pizza I've ever had. I almost consider them different foods. Like, I mean, you, you get a pizza yeah. in Italy. Like I like Chicago pizza more than I like pizza from Italy. Like pizza right. in Italy is, is like, it's more of like a cheesy bread that has like a, like if you get meat on it, it's going to be prosciutto and it's going to come. It's just prosciutto on the pizza. Like you don't really get it. Like you do with the sauce and the toppings and all of that stuff. Um, so it's good. It's enjoyable, but it's a very it's different, different type of food than, than the type of food that you get in the U S I think that's totally fair. I, totally I mean, fair. I was raving about just, yes, the wine was like top tier. Um, I think the pasta is top tier across the board that, that is, you know, as good as it gets. And then the bread probably, uh, I would say. I also just like how many different places just handed out meat and cheese where you're just eating prosciutto and like cheese slices. And that's my happy place is charcuterie <laughs> and charcuterie is all over the place. So well, I don't know if your happy place is St. Thomas sports park. You probably haven't been there in a few weeks, but you're going, you're going today. Uh, so a press conference at 1230 central 
Uh, today, Sam will be at that press conference with Brian Callahan, new offensive coordinator Nick Holtz, new defensive coordinator John Wilson, talking about this coaching staff. Uh, Sam, you'll have reaction to that. Tightened it to today following uh, the press conferences, and so we'll react to, to it tomorrow as well on uh, the morning show. Also, Buck Rising live tonight for primetime. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out the door. It goes a long way for us on Facebook and on YouTube, and we'll catch you guys later on. Appreciate it as always.